everybody welcome to another cow daily um today is the first of two specials we'll be doing this week with uh green party um members officials call it what it will today we have nick hartley who recently stood in the bike award in newcastle and it's a, a award of great interest to me as i used to be a community worker there so i'm looking forward to interrogating that local side with Nick today. Tomorrow we have Zach Polanski, who is the deputy leader of the Green Party. Um, we'll be taking a national view uh, from him and then looking forwards at the Green Surge ahead of a general election and seeing what can be done there. Um, before we go any further though, in the time honored tradition, if you want to support our work, please go to patrun.com forward slash cow daily. That's patreon.com forward slash cow daily. Also, if you want to make a one-off contribution to our work, a link is in the description for PayPal. Um, also, um, I appreciate there's always a lag on the live stream. So if you could let me know, I see people are commenting now. Just let you let me know that you're around in the comments. And if you have any co questions for Nick today, we'll try and get some in at the end for you. Without further ado, though, Nick, how are you doing? Oh, good yeah, to see good you. to meet you, Mike. Hi. Yeah. Um, it's, we've been talking a little while about getting this sorted, but as I said before, we're going on listeners know I had a car crash, so here we are, finally yeah. um, talking about it. And what a great showing from, particularly from you, but from the Greens in particular last last week. Yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been a heck of a week, um, mm -hmm. and and it just goes to show all the the hard work that Greens have been putting in up and down the country, and especially in the northeast, and how it's. Mm -hmm. How it's you know it's cutting through and, and people are seeing the work we're doing and, and are voting for more of that. Um, it's really encouraging to see. I, I do see that, and as I said, said at the top of the show, I am um, a former community worker in Biker. I saw the result, and I nearly fell off my chair. I couldn't believe how many votes you'd got. It's almost is it like almost double something? I've got I've got all this to pull up in a minute, yeah. but let's talk. Yeah. But almost double. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was better than we anticipated. So we had a nine percent vote in twenty nineteen, and it went up to thirty eight percent at this last election. Um, yeah. We had a by election in March where we got up to thirty percent. So we knew there was something brewing then, but mm -hmm. we didn't expect it to be quite the level it was. And and you know, up against Labour's council leader for Newcastle. So Indeed. you know, that 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 was why we were stunned because we thought, well. You know, surely, given that we're up against the council leader, you know, Labour will be putting more into the ward um, at the election time. But, you know, it, it's not enough when the people are biker. And, you know, I'm, I live in biker and, and I see how there hasn't been the action taken all year mm -hmm. round. Um, and, and people are looking for something different. You're dead right, mate. They are. And um, one thing I would, would was interested in is, like, Hold on, I'll just pull the map up because I've got the ward map here. Is the ward map the same as it has always been? Like, so can you tell us this line at the kind of the top as it joins onto Heaton? Which road yeah. is that? Is that a road boundary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it goes up to the railway line. So people that know got the you. area. Um, so it includes Shields Road and, and goes then up to the, the railway line, sort of just past Morrison's. Um, so not Chillingham Road did, then? Not Chillingham Road, no. Oh, no. Interesting. So, okay, got you. Yeah. 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 So basically, of, yeah. So I'll just come in, Nick. Basically, that was the thing I wanted to know. Does it include Chillingham Road for people who are watching nationally? Um, Ch Chillingham Road and Biker. Chillingham Road's like a heat called Heaton. There's students, more middle class people. The other side of that, it's an area of mixed deprivation, which is the Biker Ward. So it goes there up towards in the parts of Walker. 
would it yeah, be? Yeah, that's right. And so it's yeah. basically an area of deprivation then, so there's no Chillingham Road factor then? Um, not in the Chillingham Road area. It does come down to bits of Usburn. Um, so the, mm -hmm. the border kind of runs down by the, um, actually by the river. So it includes yeah. the Cumberland Arms, uh, the Time Pub, all the best pubs are in Biker. Uh, Lord, are. <laughs> and then down to um, St Peter's Basin, St Peter's Basin as well is, is in there as well. So it is quite a, it is quite a mix in terms of demographic. That's interesting. That's very interesting because I, I just thought like straight away, oh well, it'll be st like students who've moved into the area, um, but clearly that isn't necessarily the case. I mean, I know there's a sprinkling of students further down, but they tend to be concentrated the other side of that road, which is in a different ward. Um, I just can't, but I still cannot believe that this happened. And I'm trying to interrogate. Do you do you know why? Like, have you thought about what factors, uh, like, for this surge yeah. in the ward? Like, what happened? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it is about the fact that you know I've I've been living in in the ward for for ten years, um, mm. and as part of that, I've been active in my community, and and that's what got me involved in politics. So I work as a psychologist in the NHS. Yeah, I've seen the way that you know you can't just help people get out of poverty in the therapy room you've got to step away from that and start to make some changes to how our yeah. society works how our economy works um and that's what you know that's what got me involved and then i got involved with things like the, the mutual aid um bike mutual aid group during the pandemic and the, mm -hmm. you know i mean i must say i haven't done as much work of that much as much of the work as, as, as other people have done on that but you know it's just been Really great to see how those community groups are around plugging the gaps left by austerity. But now we need a change in our politics so that we can call to an end to austerity and, and, and actually, you know, make sure that, that the money and resources are getting to those groups of people that are needed. Um, mm -hmm. And that's that's going to be a hard job um, if it was elected. But, you know, we need councillors who are in communities to take responsibility for that, to start to to make that change happen. I agree. I mean, just you mentioned some of the previous results here. It's been there's been quite frequent elections, but uh, just for all people uh, listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we've got uh, the results from 2021, 22, and 23 because there was one quite recently as well. Why did Labour um, suddenly move Nick Kemp into the ward? Like, what happened? Because there's a different candidate from just a uh, couple of months ago. No, Nick, Nick Kemp has been a biker councillor for some time. I see, um, so it's just a yeah. different yeah, different yeah. part of it, yeah. Got you. So he's still in 2019 last, um, and yeah. then we had a by-election in, in March because Stephen Sheraton there stood down due to ill health. Great, um, got you. And it was the fact there was a by-election that we thought, well, actually, let's let's uh, you know let, let's do some a bit more campaigning here uh, mm -hmm. and see how that goes. Um, and just that, I mean, I, <laughs> what I found is, the reception on the doorstep was fantastic you know people were just really glad to have these conversations and, and start thinking about a different kind of politics indeed i mean i think for me what is lacking in society in general across any kind of like socioeconomic group is a bit of hope you know and if you guys are going there and saying this is what we want to do because look let's let's be honest the labor party has just pulled up the 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 trapdoor for a lot of people and they're not saying the things that need to be said particularly in the northeast i mean we've been like long before austerity was called austerity we were experiencing austerity so the, you know there's a lot longer of this deprivation and i know there's only two well working and biker before even before um cameron's government came in it was you know are, are we still experiencing the same or even worse um 
like poverty and deprivation in the, in the ward. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of that can go back to Thatcher, right? Back back to yeah. the 80s, the loss of industry, um, and also Thatcher's desire to see the end of society. Um, mm. And I think, you know, Labour, all Labour really did during the Blair and Brown years with community and society was put it on life support. Um, and what, what and then austerity, you know, kicked that back again. What, you know, what we need is, is a party like the Greens who are actually serious about resuscitating community and society. I think that's what the other political parties are getting wrong. You know, yeah. focused on what can we do with the state, you know, whether that's growing it or shrinking it. Uh, well, actually, what about helping connect people in their communities? You know, and, and there's a lot of evidence to suggest that's what makes a real difference to people's lives. Yeah. That's what got me involved with the Greens. I saw they got that, and I don't think other parties do. Oh, t- without a doubt. I mean, I think we need something fresh. I mean, I think for me, just from like looking at it from like the outside looking in, as I said, I was really heartened with the surge. We'll come on to the national stuff in a, in a wee while. I'd like, like a take on that. And I just think we have to get to a point with all of these competing crises where we've got to do something now. And for me, the Greens seem the only reasonable vehicle for that, electorally at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I'm really impressed with is the fact that you've built this up organically in the community. Um, and I speak as somebody who worked in the community, so I, you know I'm in a decent position to see what's happened. I think um, I've been more aware of the South Tyneside Greens before you guys, but I would assume you work quite close together. And um, I, it's just really interesting in the Northeast that you're doing this and you're breaking through. So in terms of like, um, I mean, you may not like win an MP going forward in a general election, but how do you think you'll do in the Northeast? Um, I mean, I know it's a movable feast, but if you were to speculate. Well, when we look back at 2019, you know, we, we kept our deposit in Newcastle East. We had a good showing. Um, I stood actually as a parliamentary candidate then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was a, a, a real lesson in, in how, you know, how to communicate green ideas. Um, I think looking around the Northeast, I mean, certainly you're right about South Tyneside. I mean, it's, it's fascinating what's happening there. Um, it's really snowballing. People are seeing, yeah. you know, they saw the work of David Francis when he was elected in 2019. And other people in other wards want that. They want those community members who are active and, and are serious about bringing, you know, bringing a fairer, greener society. Um, and Darlington as well, you know. So we've now got 19 green councils across the northeast region. Amazing. So you know, I, it's hard to know how that translates into a general election. You know, I, I don't think we're going to see our first green northeast MP uh, at this next election. But hopefully, we'll we'll see. More Greens elected down south, um, Carla Denyer in, in Bristol, Adrian Ramsey in the in the Waveney Valley. All that's looking really promising. And if yes. you have three Green MPs, you know, that will lead to hopefully more media coverage because, you know, we are up against that. We don't get the same media coverage as the other parties. Um, and then people start to see the Greens as a viable option. And I mm-hmm. think that's really shifted over the past few years. We, we, we're no longer seen as this wasted vote. Actually, there are Green politicians elected doing things for the communities um, and people want more of that. I fully agree with you, man. Like, I mean, the thing is, if our politicians are normally, it would be a bit more of an interrogation, but I don't really have much to interrogate you on. It's like, I'm pretty much in agreement. And, you know, we do interviews from the position of truth. I'm not going to get people on here and try and trip you up on some bullshit, to be honest. I just think what you, you guys are doing is so much needed now and i speak from the perspective of working pe- with people in at-risk projects youth projects things like that mm. so like in wards like biker across the, the country mm. and 
I don't think we should just like go out away to trash stuff on balance. If you were doing things, I think you need to be trashed on. I think that's what would happen, but not the case. And I'm really happy that you're here to explain this. One of the um, things that, like, just to pick up what you say, Navarra Media put this out, and um, for the audio people, there's a graphic on the screen, and it says the Green Party now has over 770 local councillors, substantially more than UKIP achieved at their peak. UKIP peaked at 495 councillors. So, Nick, the reason I bring that up is UKIP have been seen as some kind of like kingmakers. I mean, Nigel Farage at a time basically had a season ticket for question time. So do you think it's a strategy could be you use that and you go up, go to the BBC and say, right, where's our um, equal amount of airtime that you gave these people? Because yeah. I think there's so, yeah. such a case for it. Yeah, and I think we are doing exactly that. I mean, I, I was astonished by the lack of coverage of the Greens since yeah. Thursday, um, I was looking, you know, at the lead article in newspapers and thinking, goodness, you know, we get a throwaway comment. And actually, yeah, you go back to the so-called UKIP earthquake in, uh, in, in 2013, 2014, and actually they were getting far fewer councils elected than we did at this election. Um, and you have to ask, well, why is that? I, I think part of the reason is, is because, you know, Farage is for some people good television isn't he you know yes. so you know he says things to provoke um, he gets people wound up and that gets viewers uh, i think our approach as the greens has been really rooted in our communities it's been a hyper local approach um, we've been getting to know people's needs and acting on that um which means we're not as visible which means we don't have you know people coming on saying we know everything because actually part of our politics is saying no we, we don't know everything we want to learn and develop and um you know part of I think what I love about the Green Party is that our party policy is built by members over time. So we can't yeah. just have a big character coming in and changing all that. But yeah, you know, I think then it's about us putting that argument to the BBC and other media and saying, look, actually, we are now a force. We aren't just a voice. We are a force in politics. Um, and, and that means that you need to give their time. You, know, you need to have, you know, our representatives on question time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and I hope that does change over the next year. It should change. We would think so, and I think um, that's definitely something that you should be held on account on because the the figures are really clear. So yeah, I get what you're saying about um, you know the big presence, but that, the BBC have never said that about Farage. It's like oh, you know, for plural plurality in politics. Mm. So they, if they've never come out and said that it's about like clicks, then they've got no real grounds to to deny is at this point. And I'm. I fully believe if you get the right people um, on those platforms, then um, it's going to cut through even more because people are desperate for hope. And if you can provide that message, well, it speaks for itself, I think, you know, yeah. I mean, just a bit more here. There's um, South, uh, this is the South Tyneside Gazette front page, Green Day, Joy for Green Party is against three seats from Labour on a night described by South Tyneside Council leader Tracy Dixon as a bit of a disappointment. Um, and again, that for me, knowing the area is definitely about this hyper-local approach. David Francis and, and others in that area have done a great job. And I mean, the yeah. results are there. Yeah, and that's it. And so one of the things that I've been saying on the doorstep, because, you know, there are lots of people in Biker who are just fed up of politics and see mm. politics as being something that's done to people. Um, and they haven't had that experience of the, you know, the councillors as they work in South Tyneside, the Green Councillors there. So, you know, what's really important to say to people is, look, you know, you, you're right, you can't trust me right now because, you know, you haven't seen you haven't seen what happens when, when you elect green councillors. So 
what I'd like to see happen is once once I'm elected, then making sure that I have regular surgeries that I'm held to account. Um, and then you can start to really see, is this living up to to, to the kind of differences that, that we are calling for? Um, and I think that's what the South Timeside Greens have done really well. You know, they've just been very visible and present. Um, difficult decisions that David's had to make, and I've seen him do videos um, on social media to really explain his thinking. Uh, and I think that's what's been missing in a lot of our politics, isn't that transparency? Yeah. You know, we see, we're certainly seeing it in the Labour Party right now, aren't we, where they're, they're sitting in a room, you know, using focus groups, triangulating, well, what kind of messages, how, how, how close to being Tory we can, can we be in order to win this election? Um, and we're not seeing the working out behind that. We're not seeing how, how, how politicians are coming to, to decisions about what works for communities and aren't working with communities to do that. And that, that is the message of the Greens. And, and that's, what's, that's what's playing down, you know, playing so well on, on the doorstep in, in the communities. I believe you to be correct. I mean, that's the thing. I think people um, locally to me in the past have thought, oh, there's this bunch of hippies. Who are they coming into Biker? Where you've won that argument around. And as you said, you're talking to them about things that matter to them locally. And, you know, um, we haven't worked in that area. People want to know how the settees are going to get moved off the street. The antisocial behavior is going to be resolved, you know? So I assume those are the conversations you're having, as well as the big picture stuff about the environment. And that those, that package is cutting through on the doorstep, right? Yeah, yeah. And look, we, we're this far into a conversation about the Green Party. We haven't mentioned climate change yet. Um, this and... is a good point, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. It is that, a that's point. a big shift yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, people know we're serious about climate change and we've been talking about this for, for decades. But also, you know, the thing that's really important to remember is that we're only going to have an impact if we get the community along with us. Um, and when we talk about community politics, that is a green that, you know, that, that's an environmentally sensitive politics because it leads to things like support for small businesses. You know, it leads mm -hmm. to circular economies. It leads to people coming together and, you know, skill swaps or, you know, I, you know, item swaps rather than, you know, buying, buying disposable item, uh, items, which keeps, you know, costs down, but is also good for the planet. So. You know, that's where you start. And, that, that, you know, it was it was the stuff around, well, how can we improve our quality of life whilst also respecting the planetary boundaries that we live in? Uh, and I think that's mm -hmm. been missing for a long time. Again, go back to Thatcher. It was this idea of the market solves everything um, and we can have what we want um, as long as the market can provide. Well, actually, you're forgetting that there is this planet that we depend upon, the resources that we depend upon. And unless you start to really bring that back to communities, you're going to lose sight of that and you're going to end up overshooting in various yeah. areas. Um, and that's where we are. So, you know, the, the Greens are about slowing that down, bringing it back, mitigating um, the impacts of all of this on, on, on climate change. I believe you, man. Um, I'll tell you something as well. People were asking what I was doing in terms of voting and I was going to not vote at all, but there was somebody who... Um, uh, one of the, I don't know, I don't like the word followers, but the people that like get involved in what we do. And he convinced me to vote green. So I wrote something last week and it was like, I'm voting green, but it's a little bit unenthusiastic. And I'm reflecting now, and I don't think that's about you as the Green Party. I think that's about how I feel about politics. And like part of my job is to cover politics. So if I'm feeling like that, the people in communities have, are definitely have switched off. And I think, you know, we've been talking about things recently about like after the um, Spanish flu in the early part of the last century, there's a thing called the Great Forgetting, which led into the Roaring Twenties. 
And I think even more so people have switched off from just anything to do because obviously the pandemic has been politicized. So it's all couched in the same terms. So the fact that you've got this showing even under those terms gives me great heart for the next general election because I think anything can happen. I think there's so many crazy anomalies happening. Um, I'm just to pull up on the screen for the audio people. This is from Election Predictor. That's at Predictor Elect on Twitter. And it says, Bristol West general election prediction as it as of 9th of the 5th, 2023. Greens, 46.6%. That's plus 21.7. Labour, 42.5. And then big drop off to the Tories after that. How does that make you feel, seeing that? Well, it's it's great, isn't it? Because it's it's, but it's so close as well. So yeah. let's let's not be complacent about Indeed. that. I think I think what it does show, though, is it really it really demonstrates the fact that look, a the Greens aren't wasting vote, and and b we're not splitting the vote because yeah. you know the Tories the Tories are nowhere near. Um, so people are worried about. I'm sure Labour will put out messages in Bristol, which is you know vote vote Labour to stop the Tories getting in. Well, you know that that shows that no, this is between. Labour and the Greens, and and where where that's the case, and mm -hmm. we can get that message across, people vote Green because they see Labour as 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 being you know that the lesser of two evils. Um, yeah, people actually want to vote Green. You know, the, the evidence is that in terms of support for the policies, the support is is really high. But mm -hmm. people worry that it's a waste of vote, or you know, it'll lead to to regressive parties getting in. Um, well, people in the comments are agreeing with you here. I'll just put put a selection up on screen for you there. I think it's like, as I said, uh, before this election, I was kind of like, right, well, I work covering politics, so I'm covering politics, but this is not off boring. It's like pulling teeth. And the fact that like you guys have like come along at the right time and just give it a little taste of what could be possible has uplifted me too. So I, I would say I'm a more enthusiastic Green Party voter, um, but I offer my vote to people who I feel could achieve our aims and our aims are heat and radiators, food and bellies. And then after that, we're going to talk about anything else because it's 2023 and that's, you'll see that in bike. I don't need to sell this one. You you see what happens there. Um, yeah. So I get that you do big picture stuff, but the fact that you're being accepted on things other than the environment, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big sign, I think for you guys, really positive. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it's Labour have lost their messaging on this, you know, that they're still very much wedded to the idea of you have to work to deserve income. Right? And, and that's nonsense. Right. We know as you know, a quarter of people in, in biker have a disability that interferes with their ability to work. Right. Yeah. And just true for more and more people. We've got a bit of an ill society out there. Um, and, and unless we can then turn that around and say, no, you know, everyone is a human right to have enough money to put food in your belly, to have shelter, you know, and a decent quality of life as well. Yeah. You know, we're not just saying Definitely. that if you can't, yeah, if you can't afford to work, you, you just have to stay at home all day. We want to actually give people the resources to, to do more so that we can have more vibrant communities um, mm -hmm. and that it's not all about work. It's, it's about the stuff you do outside of work. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's about the whole that whole fabric of life and the arts and all of that. And and I just think there's a story there that Labour have lost that the Greens have been talking about for a long time, and and now's our time. It's yes, it's, people agree with it. So I want you to you be know. an MP in Newcastle. How do we make that happen? Like um, that's that's a fact. I, I, you've sold it. It was enough. I can usually tell what people are like after about fifteen minutes. We've done twenty three, and you seem sound. So 
what's gonna Thanks. what's gonna happen. I'm I'm already talking to the South Tyneside Greens about how we can help leverage our platform. And again, it's not a, not an endorsement. We've done that before and got burnt with other politicians, but we want to help. You know, so yeah. like we're we're doing it from that perspective. I'm also going to speak to Zach tomorrow as well, and we'll hopefully he doesn't mess it up, and we'll take it from there. <laughs> but it's like you know, well, and this is about well. our lack yeah. of trust towards politicians, not about you. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And like I get we... that, and that's that's what I hear on the doorstep all the time. And you know, I, so I hear what you say about you know wanting to see Green MPs elected and Green MPs in the northeast, and of course I want that too. Yes, I think though there is something about building credibility. I, and I realise yeah. in the northeast we're a bit further behind some other parts of Britain. Um, I think that credibility can can happen quite quickly, as we've seen in South Tyneside. So if we can get Green councils elected next year, yes. um, and next year really is important because after that we've got a fallow year in Newcastle, so there'll be two years before the next elections after that. So if we can get Green Council elected in 2024, then who knows where we'll be at the time of the you know the 2029 election. Um, general election you know yeah. we could be in a position then of seeing change happen fast you know it happened in the 30s and 40s with the Labour Party didn't it uh, and it that did. was all about worker just you know getting getting the workers into politics actually we're talking about a much bigger job now because there's so many people that are disenfranchised from, from our agree. political system but opportunities there from like sad situations like it's always been and I think populism comes as you know historically in times of um, great recession mm -hmm. And I think I'm very conscious of that and I'm very conscious of trying to like promote a positive message during these times without just trashing the people who seek to manipulate people into, into, towards the far right. Um, and I, I just didn't, before this came along, I didn't think there was one. We were waiting on a new party, to be honest, and it's not going to come. And there's a perfectly decent one here. I mean, there's a lad who's followed us for a long time. Paul, he's involved with the Greens in Northern Ireland. His partner, um, I believe, stood for election there. Um, you know, we've always got progressive people from the Greens wrapped around what we do and always have. It's quite a mixed bag. People follow, like, let's follow. I don't like following. I always get caught in that. I don't like that. People, let's say that. So um, Carlos is asking um, two points. All three major English parties are seen as answering to the same masters. What is needed for millions is for an alternative progressive political hope, not negative political marketed hate. Also, people do want to vote Green. However, the party need to field candidates in all seats. There was no Green candidate where I lived last week. So why hasn't that been happening? Is it just resources or something else? You still there, Nick? Are you there? Just going to see. Um, I'll just keep talking. Um, hopefully, Nick will come back in the stream. Oh man, that's a shame. It was that was a good thing I wanted him to ask to answer the question there. Never mind. Nick, are you there? Right, I'll just see if we can get him back. Just bear with us. I'm just gonna send Nick a message. Um I think he's coming back. Is that you, Nick? Are you there? I think that's him. He's back. Can you hear me, mate? Can you hear me? It's all right, I'll just keep talking. So we'll take some of your comments. Also, um, hello to people who've turned up here. Leon's in, nice to see you. Jojo's about. Duncan's all right. Hello. Right, we've got Nick back, I think. Yeah. Can you hear him? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, that was my, my internet, yeah. Oh, uh, no worries, mate. Right, uh, well, fortunately, we're just at uh, Carlos's comments, so we can pull that up. So the whole payoff to that was, is like, was is it resources that you're not standing in each 
each ward or um, constituency? Um, well, it's, I suppose it's um, it's a bit of resource, a bit of people as well. We did in Newcastle, yeah. so we had a candidate in every ward, in every seat. So there was twenty seven seats and uh, up for election, and we had one in every one. Um, yes, I mean, you know, we do need to feel more candidates, and the aim is for the general election to make sure we do have a candidate in every constituency. Hmm. Um, so the answer to that is join you know the more people that join the party the more support we'll be able to have across the country uh, and i hope today's inspired people to do that well i pulled out this up just before you and it went down but it was from bright green and um almost 800 people have joined since the local elections which is well amazing really um so right, right how long do you have to be a member before you can stand nick good question I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I know. I think they changed it recently, so I forget exactly. Um, I joined back in 2015. Um, I think. I think for local elections, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's relatively short amount of time, but yeah. you know, it's it's about the local party and 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 local parties working with candidates to make sure we've got the right candidates in the right wards. Great. I mean, every bit of the comments is all positive all go greens everything there's not one negative comment whatsoever um here's another one my area's had a few green councillors for years i'll just read this out for audio people because i've been throwing them up on the screen for spotify and apple people james says my first time voting for green in south tyneside and very happy with the decision time for change right place right time congratulations nick jenny schramm is saying <clears throat> i would rather vote green than labor Paul Veronica is saying we're 20 years ahead of everyone else. We just need everyone to catch up. That's Northern Ireland. Um, Jojo saying me too. Jenny, what else we got? Yeah, there's more as we go back as well. So, I mean, even if you just take it from our comments section, there's something brewing. Yes. Is there, is there no criticism? Is, is there Nothing. No, one, no, one, no, I'm going to scroll back and just see. Um, <laughs> not one bit of criticism, which, you know, for our comment section, that's, that's a good, amazing. Yeah. Not a thing, yeah, we, not a jot of criticism. Wow. I mean, we do get it. We do get criticism. So, yeah. you know, but I think that's partly about how we haven't been very present. Um, but I think it's because we've been working hard in those communities and it's it's now it's paying off. Now we're getting that profile because of that hard work. Yeah, without a doubt. Just before we let you go, mate, um, there's just something we pulled up from the Chronicle. Labour lose seats in Newcastle but remain dominant force. But the devil's in the detail. Councillor Kemp, who retained his own seat in Biker, despite a green surge, told the local democracy reporting service afterwards that Labour needs to earn the trust of the people in the Outer West. For people who don't know, Outer West is the other side of the city centre from Biker, um, where some independents have retained seats, I believe. He added, I think it has been a mixed bag, really. Candidates have won and done exceptionally well. I'm very proud of them. But while still without a seat in the council, the Green Party took half from claiming almost 10% of the overall vote. Biker candidate Nick Hartley, your good self, who took a 38% share in the council leaders' ward, said that more and more people are getting to know us and are liking what they have seen. I know we've covered some of that, but like, what? I'm still like, how did you go from like people not like a core group of say 300 and something to just like, all right, then you nearly won? Because it, was, it wasn't that far. It was 100 and odd votes. And with, yeah. a, with a push behind you, you'll win that. You'd think so. You'd think so. I mean, it, it, you know, you still need to prove ourselves, and you know that's important to do over the next year. I think it's partly about the conversations we're having, um, partly about the fact that we've been working. You know, that I've been living in Biker for some time, and so you know, mm-hmm. people have seen 
what what I've been doing and, and my green colleagues have been doing. Shout out to Phil James, who's uh, who's another really active green member um, in in the ward. And we've had some new new uh, neighbours and residents join us actually join the party in Biker over the last few weeks. I think there's also something about how you know when you start to have those conversations with people, it leads to people talking to their neighbours. And so that sets off these little green fires around the place. Um, and I was really struck by that, just how, how people were really switched on to talking about well, what this council election could mean. Um, yeah. And that's what I mean about it, it, the reception being so good, is that people were really engaging with this and really thinking about it. I mean, the turnout's still, turnout's still below 30%. And so we've still got a job to do there to get people who have been understandably fed up with the political system to start thinking about this again. Um, but I think we can do it. I, I believe you can, and I believe you can because of the work that you have done. I wouldn't have believed, as I've said many times, that this was going to happen in Biker. And I think I wanted to um, speak to, you, to yourself rather than somebody from elsewhere around the country who maybe has just won somewhere and talk about this like it's so pregnant with change in Newcastle. And I believe that because of what you've done. And I think this is very much, specifically when you're against Nick Kemp as well, I think this is very much... Um, those 70 odd percent of votes that's not ground labor are going to move into you know that's not going to like they're not going to suddenly like have those people like come along labor have, have been very clear of who they want to vote for them and who they don't so there's a, this huge space of like not even just on the climate stuff but just on like local hope and there's examples around the country of it working so i'm excited for you i'm more excited i, I was still a bit unenthusiastic so i spoke yeah i'll be honest but I'm more enthusiastic about like about this. So, but like as I said before, you go if we can help like locally, and obviously I'll be speaking to Zach nationally, we're going to do it. I think I've given a good thought, and I'm sick of bit like mourning 2019. And it's not about parties for me; it's about heating radiators, food, and bellies. So, if this is the way that it happens sooner for more people, then let's do it, man. So, yeah. you you tell us what you need, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Well, no, that that's a really kind and wonderful offer. And uh, and clearly, you know, I can hear how you're coming from that place of, of really wanting a, a fairer society. And, and you know, yeah. hats off to you for all the work you've been doing with this podcast and and shifting the conversation through that. Um, so, yeah, look, let's let's keep talking. Um, and, and maybe it'd be good to have you come along to a to a Green Party meeting at some point. Have a, maybe have a I will. Yeah. There. I mean, as I say, it's a trust thing. So I'm working my way through it gradually. But, um, you know, I think I'm probably indicative of the people who live in Biker, who are sick of all the politicians, but we want the a better world. But also it's just let's focus on the basics and you, you offer both things. So I don't see anybody else who's credible offering those things yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a big thing. It's a big thing to consider because I, I don't think I've got all the answers. You know, I, I, I don't think I, I'm not that hope by myself. The party isn't the hope by itself. It's that relationship between our members, the candidates and the community. Um, that That's the most important thing. And we should never lose sight of that. And I think other political parties have. Definitely, mate. Well, thank very much for your time. As I say, we're going to um, roll straight into a green special tomorrow as well, and we're going to speak to Zach. So um, if anybody's out there and wants to ask Zach any questions, same again. And I really like the fact that you've popped up. There's no real window between anybody can ask a question. I think that's refreshing in 2023. So, Nick, thanks very much. And I'm really, really proud of the efforts that you're putting in. And like, I really believe that you're doing it for the right reasons, which in politics now, however that's like hen's teeth so big up yourself man thanks for your time 
Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Take care. And and again, please do stay in touch and we'll work out ways to help. We're talking to South Tyneside Greens too and we'll talk nationally. And, you know, we've got a platform. Let's use it, man. Great. Great. Lovely. All right. Thanks, Cheers. man. All the best. All right. See you later. So that was Nick Hartley from the Green Party and talking about his amazing shonen bike. I think um, people from outside of the Northeast or Newcastle wouldn't get a sense of why I, my jaw is still on the floor. You could probably tell if you've watched the whole thing. I can't believe that they did so well. Also against the leader of the um, Labour Council, Nick Kemp, um, who must be sweating it somewhat. So, yeah, man, let's... Um, as I said, one of the reasons that we got uh, Nick on today was to get the local view, but tomorrow we've got Zach Polanski, who's the national deputy leader. Um, in the past, we've had the deputy leader on Amelia Womack. This is the new guy, Zach. So let's see what he's saying. And I, I think a lot of it for me is about um, exposing these politicians to you um, because that's not really happening anymore. So if you want to talk about um, or talk to them and ask them questions, pop up tomorrow, ask them a question. The fact they've agreed to do that says a lot. Um, and as I said, Nick, there, I'm still a bit like this. But at the end of the day, it's not about colours of rosettes for me. As I've said many times, it's about food and bellies, heat in radiators. And if this is the quickest way to get that to as many people as possible, and currently in 2023 in the UK, I believe that to be the case. So we're not doing endorsements anymore. We're definitely here to help. So, as I say, we've had the odd chat with the South Town, so got people connected to them, and we're speaking directly to Biker, and we're speaking directly to the National Party. So, interested in where you are at? Uh, just get these on. Paul's saying, get the missus on. Defo, get get in touch, man. Definitely open invite. Uh, Paul's saying, join the Greens to deliver the change you want to see. Maybe it is time that we shut and shut or get off the pot there. John saying, thanks, Nick. Zoe with the green heart, nice one. Michael Dines is in. I see Labour and Lib Dems are cuddling up. Green is the principal choice. 100% comment section, bigging up the Greens. I think that says a lot, especially on the internet. So um, see you tomorrow. Um, and we'll be talking to Nick Polanski, Deputy Leader of the Greens. Um, if you want to support our work, please go to patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. Also link in the description or PayPal if you want to make a one-off contribution to our work. Thanks very much, chaps. Um, really enjoyed talking to Nick there. Seems like a good guy. See you later. <laughs>